Welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. It's time to catch up with another returning guest here on the Kona Edge. Today, we're going to be chatting to Ben Rudson about uh, his bike and how he's improved his Ironman bike over time. Uh, it's brilliant to have you with us. Thank you so much uh, for joining us and uh, to everyone who is supporting us uh, here at the Kona Edge. Uh, earlier on this week, I released a podcast just telling you what's going on and uh, why we're asking for help and why we, uh, what we're trying to do. So if you uh, haven't checked out our Patreon page yet, the website to get to is thekonaedge.com forward slash patron. You can uh, show your support there and uh, get access to some very, very cool behind-the-scenes stuff. We've got some uh, great interviews coming up, exclusive interviews just for our Patreon feed. So uh, go check it out. That's thekonaedge.com forward slash patron. P-A-T-R-O-N is where you can get all the details. Coming up next here on the Kona Edge, in just a moment, we're going to be touching base with Ben Rudson. Well, before we get into today's interview, let's uh, check in with the Coach's Corner. Don't forget, if you are a coach and you'd like to get affiliated here on the Kona Edge, all you have to do is head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. And if you, as a triathlete, wherever you are in the world, are looking for a coach, we've got access to an incredible network of coaches. All you have to do is head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching to find one that will best suit your needs. That's thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. Benjamin, welcome on to the Cone Edge. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me again. Benjamin, let's talk a little bit about your bike. Uh, and we haven't spoken about it at all. You, you mentioned when you first started and got into the sport, you, you, you basically did it on, on an indoor. Uh, you didn't have a bike. You loaned your dad's bike for your first triathlon. Uh, how would you rate your bike out of the three disciplines now? Where would it be? Strongest, weakest in the middle? Uh, I'd say it's probably my weakest, to be honest with you. I think uh, I'm a pretty strong runner. I'm pretty happy with my running level. I think my swim, as I you know talked about previously, I think it's gone a lot better. And I think it's still making some improvement, but I think bike is where I'm really going to have to make some changes and find some improvement in order to really, if I want, really want to break that barrier into that next level of the sport. Does that excite you or does it depress you? No, I'm, I'm really excited about it. You know, I think I've been able to put up some great results and, you know, to be frank with you, uh, this year training for Tromblon Kona was kind of the first year I took cycling seriously. Uh, as I mentioned, in 2014, when I first started the sport, I was training on an indoor trainer, like indoor spin bike mm. at the gym, ill-fitting and all that. You know, 2015, I, you know, was riding an ill-fitting bike that was like two sizes too small for me, a hand-me-down for my dad. And I think that year, I actually, in fact, logged more running miles than I did cycling miles, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, so not prescribed by the way no, i would recommend that no, don't. unless you really want to hammer out the run so <laughs> but uh so this year you know i started taking cycling more seriously and i've seen huge gains coming in my cycling and i think there's a ton more at the table i think of my body type and my body shape i think i can really be an elite cyclist and i'm excited to see my progression going forward and that is quite exciting because the bike is the longest of the three disciplines so if you can pick up big gains over time uh on the bike gee it would really improve your overall sort of performance definitely definitely i you know it's going to have immense gains and if you look at really the top athletes you know what separates you know the best from the worst you know it's that ability you know the swim obviously is important to get on that lead pack but you got to be a great cyclist you know i think that's the one common ground amongst them all you look at all the top pros, they're all 
phenomenal, you know, biking low fours on all these Ironman splits, and that's pretty uh, common. You don't see too many guys riding 440, 430, you know, winning Ironmans. Yeah, absolutely. Benjamin, what are you struggling with on the bike right now? What are you, what are you sort of working on? So I think for me, it's really just, you know, you know, unlike my, maybe my swimming episode, you know, it isn't really anything specific on the bike right now. I think it's just a matter of getting those miles in. I'm still pretty new to the bike. You know, it's still a very new thing for me. You know, I think I've ridden last year. I got about 6,000, 7,000 kilometers in year before 2000. And before that, I didn't ride at all. So I think just getting out there and getting on the bike and getting those good hard sessions in, I think, you know, at this point, I think that's the right road and the right progression going forward. What do you think's given you the biggest gains on the bike since you've gotten into the sport? So I think the biggest gains on a bike, uh, you know, if I had to boil it down to one workout would be my workout called uh, surge protector. And this is a workout I like to use. I think it's incredibly valuable for anyone, you know, whether you're long course or short course, uh, basically how it works is, as I kind of mentioned before, you know, we tend to do a lot of steady state workouts, you know, 20 minute, you know, steady, st- 20 minute tempo without much variation in heart rate. And I think that's what kind of debilitates many athletes and doesn't allow them to really find our potential, you know, be it swimming, biking or running. We don't really get to push our heart rates up there and learn how to recover from that. You know, when you're racing, you're not just, you're typically not just sitting out there pushing out a steady state effort, you know, in an ideal world you are, but you're gonna have to deal with, you know, people hopping in front, staying out of the drafting zone, hills, excitement of fans cheering you and, you know, getting caught up in the emotion. So being able to adapt your heart rate on the go and being able to recover from big efforts, I think is really critical. So in Surge Protector, how it works is you're typically, it's, you know, a lot, it's very uh, variable. So you can really customize it to however you want. But the typical structure for me is a 15 minute or 20 minute tempo workout. And they're going to be riding kind of a steady tempo effort, just like you would like if you're in a, in a race. And what's going to happen is ideally you pick random moments, but you're going to pick about eight to 10 random surges of about 15 to 30 seconds. And what's going to happen is there's going to be a surge. You're going to get out of the saddle and give a couple of quick pumps and you're going to get back down to the saddle and hold a, a above FTP effort for about 15 to 30 seconds. And after that, instead of going back to recovery, you're going to recover at that tempo. So essentially you're going from tempo to these surges and then back down to tempo. And this is a really brutal session. I run a lot of the athletes through it on our Queens triathlon team here at school. And you know, it just kills everyone. If you do it properly, you know, you're really going to feel the burn, especially by the end. And you're really going to start to hate whoever's calling out surge all the time, <laughs> but it's incredibly valuable. You know, even if you're not racing, you know, you might think it might be more of an IQ workout where you're trying to stay on that lead bike pack, but even for like Ironman and Ironman 70.3 racing, it's still valuable to be able to get your heart rate up and get it back down and, you know, watch that heart rate recover and being able to put out that steady effort going on those, uh, recovering from those surges. You know, I think I see a lot of times in these races where, you know, athletes will come up to a hill and they'll spike their wattage, which I mean, isn't recommended, but they do that. And then they crest the hill and then they just kind of soft pedal or recover going down. And, you know, inherently we all end up doing that, although it's not advised. So being able to mitigate the effect and the impact that these surges and power have is incredibly valuable. Brilliant. Well, that sounds amazing. Would you say that's your favorite workout or is there, is there one that you enjoy more than that? Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite workout. It's your favorite. Uh, it's your it's favorite it's, when it's finished. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Looking back on it, it's my favorite workout. Uh, th- that being said, nothing beats. You know, I was fortunate enough to live out in Calgary, Alberta, this summer, and doing some long rides in the Rocky Mountains from British Columbia to Alberta and back. 
you know, those were long, steady climbs, but man, those are some beautiful scenes. So nothing can really beat that. But if you're looking for, uh, you know, to balance it out with some good high level and good uh, bang for your buck workouts, nothing can beat Surge Protector in my opinion. That sounds brilliant. Benjamin, thank you so much for your time once again here on the Cone Edge. Much appreciated. We look forward to getting you on to talk about your, your strong one, the run next time out. Yeah, I can't wait. Finally something I can, uh, you know, be excited about. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. Get better on the bike. Register for our next free live online bike seminar. Get to the KonaEdge.com slash bike seminar now.